The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. And we are back. We are back. <laughs> I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University podcast. And it sounded a little different. And there's these delays and such because we are not in the same room still, yeah. which is just frustrating for me because I like being in Alan's presence. <laughs> um, and, but we are recording. We are recording remotely. Um, yeah. And so we are each quarantined. And so we're going to still make it happen, though, because the show must go on. Yeah. Um, the millions out there need to hear our stuff. Right. <laughs> and uh, that's what that's what's going on. And plus, yeah. because our, you know, the uh, we're getting paid millions of dollars to do this. We have to keep it going. That's so, right. So far, I've said nothing real. And uh, <laughs> but tonight's episode at number two sixty seven. Um, is fighting the coronavirus or COVID-19 as it's properly uh, referred to, yeah. anxiety and depression. Now, Alan, I don't know what's going on in your house, but the first couple of days, which I mentioned on our previous podcast, were whew, pretty messed up. Um, I found myself just overwhelmed. You know, yeah. you know, overwhelmed with anxiety. I, I did feel a little depressed. It was a couple of days of just, it was like the first couple of days of this thing. I, I really just, it threw me for a loop. You know, I, I've been, I was on top of my game, you know, doing yeah. wonderfully. And, you know, kids' school canceled, boom, uh, wife's job in jeopardy, cool, you know, not in jeopardy, they're closing for right now, but, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, income, I should say. Um, you know, my customers deciding that they're not going to, you know, continue and, and do advertising. I mean, just all kinds of stuff happened. Yeah. And I had a couple of days of a pity party. Yeah. And I just kind of, I, I, it was like, I think it was on day three, maybe three or four, maybe three. Um, I just realized like it, it just was hitting me so hard that I had to change my attitude. Like, I was pushing negativity on my family, on my kids, on my wife. I, I just, I, I could feel it. I, my, my heart, my, like the stuff that I have worked so hard to get through and a lot of my anxiety and that stuff, I've worked so hard to overcome and, get, and, and, and not have to deal with that stuff that all of a sudden I felt it back. Yeah. And, and just like a snap, you know, I mean, literally just like, boom, it's there. Yeah. And I can tell you that the things that I implemented really did help. Um, I literally on like, I wouldn't say on a dime switched, but I did the, I knew right then I was like, okay, I'm changing. I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm going to go back to the things that I know work. That's what I got to do. And so I, I wanted to share those. And there's, there's five things um, that I think will help, you know, will we'll help some other people. These are things that I've done. And it really, I think, helped fight the anxiety and depression that I was feeling. Now, that was in the beginning. I think if you do these things now, because now we're you know, weeks into it, I think it still can help you feel good and feel calm. 
Yeah. Um, there's, there's just no question that, you know, I think if these are things that if you, if you do them, you will feel better. Granted, everyone's situation is different. So I'm not going to uh, assume that everybody is, you know, around the world is going to be healed by these, but certainly if it helps some people, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, because it certainly did work for me. So first thing is set up a routine. So, you know, I, I, in our previous episode, I talked about working from home and how important that is in setting up a routine. But, you know, there's a ton of routines going around for kids, like, you know, their teachers and their schedules, what to do with the kids and all the stuff. But what about for us adults, you know, and whether it's somebody that, you know, you're wor- used to working in an office um, or even you worked at home. I mean, either way, your routine's been affected. Everyone's routine has been affected because the rest of the family is home. You know, if you're not used, unless you had a situation in which you both worked from home and you have very young kids, there's not much that has changed other than you can't go to the store and you can't do some other thing. So, but that's a very small population, I'm guessing. Um, You know, I'm, I'm a routine guy. I enjoy routine. I thrive on routine, but I think, you know, and maybe some adults don't, I don't know, you know, but kids do kids do thrive on routine. It is important. Yeah. And so for me getting into the groove of this routine, I believe really reduced my anxiety. And I think that's where people have fi- found themselves in flux. Even, I mean, whether they're working, then they're kind of forced to set up routine, but if they're not working, they don't know what to do. Yeah. And so, you know, and I'm not sitting here telling you what to do. I'm just saying, you know, you have to figure that part out, but do put in a routine. So let's say it's, you're going to take some time off and that's great, but still try to do a routine and say, okay, I'm going to allocate this time towards, you know, um, you know, educational information for myself or this time towards something creative or this time towards, you know, doing one of my hobbies or spending time with my kid, like whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't, it doesn't matter how you spend the time, but just make it a routine. And yeah. what that does is, I think that it, it allows things to be predictable. It allows yeah. things and predictability reduces anxiety because a, a lot of what we struggle with is the unknown. And anxiety is that it is the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of what's going to happen in the future. And so you can minimize a lot of that by just setting up the routine. And that's been really great for me. I like, I still am waking up very early, (laughs) way too early. Um, I'm doing my workouts, my breakfast schedule, my getting ready, get sitting in my chair, you know, getting dressed, doing all like doing all that stuff just as if I would, if I was going into work. Right. Yeah. Same, pretty much same routine, same time, same everything. So I yeah, haven't really things changed changing that. so drastically. And you know, you do want some air of the familiar, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know like walking through my neighborhood, you still see people out and about walking their dogs. And, and so that does relieve a little bit of the tension that it's kind of a silent thing that's going on right now. An invisible entity that's yep. causing all this, this, these issues. And so, when you see things that are at least familiar to you on some level, um, then it, it does alleviate some like of Like everything's pressure. okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, well, right. it's not, not terrible. You know, it's, it's crazy. Everything's going on the way it is, but at least I see something going on or I'm doing things that I normally would do. I'm not, I'm not um, stagnant in what I can do for myself. 
Right. Um, so I think that's no, really for sure. Part of that. Yeah. yeah. I just, that's the thing. I mean, we're trying to reduce anxiety and depression. And I think, like you said, the familiarity, the routine, all of that, I think does that. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're, if you're not a routine person, I think you might, I'm just, it's just a, it's an assumption, but I think you probably have less anxiety, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if you're not a routine person, you sort of go with the flow. You probably don't have as much anxiety. as <laughs> So, you know, we don't need to speak to that, but um, the second thing, reduce your news and social media consumption. You know, I, I can't say this enough, but you know, for the first couple of days, uh, you know, I like many, because it was so new and didn't know what was going on. I'm like looking at death counts and the rate of this and how many people have, you know, how many cases are there? What country is leading in deaths? You know, how many new cases in our County and what's going on in our city and does any neighbors and like, like all this stuff. Yeah. And it's just too much. And what I would say is like, ask yourself the question, does, does knowing that information have any positive impact on your day? Cause I would suggest it's, only negative and it, and it causes anxiety about the situation. So, you know, here in the U S I don't know, you know, we have people listening from all over the world, but here in the U S all, and I mean, all, I mean, I like 90 something percent, it seems except John Krasinski doing the, some good news on YouTube. All right. um, nearly all of the news is negative. And so yeah. I would urge people to limit the amount of time that you spend, I, you know, I'm not going to say don't do it at all, but limit the amount of time that you spend consuming the negativity. Yeah. Cause to me, seeing how many people died is negative. I mean, people yeah. think that's like just looking at facts and looking at news, but it's not, it's negative. And so the negative in the media, there was this thing and I was reading about this called the herd mentality and it's H E R D like a yep. herd of animals. Yeah. And basically this relates to our fear of this virus um, and of of COVID-19. And so the media is actually making it worse because the stories work. I mean, that's why, I mean, the headlines work, the the pictures work. It's the same thing with SEO business that we're in. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, hey, I I made videos about coronavirus. I mean, I'm (laughs) somewhat somewhat hypocritical, but I'm trying to make positive videos about, you know, it's not, it's not negative. So, um, but the story after story about the negativity and there's not enough supplies and, you know, what are they, what's going to happen? The fear ends up spreading, which it did a lot faster than the actual virus itself. Right. And so what happens is like, if you look at a herd of animals and like one is involved in danger, you know, let's say one of them gets spooked from some situation and there's something approaching it, not saying the whole herd, but it's approaching it. The rest of them react. Right. Just because of that one reaction from the one animal, they all react without even knowing what's going on. All they know is that this person or this animal is scared and ran. They don't even know. They don't, they don't see what happened. They don't hear what happened. Nothing. They just know this person is, or this animal is scared. So the same thing happens in crowds. You know, you, if you were at a concert and all of a sudden somebody screams and starts running, you start screaming. You see a ton of people start screaming and running. <laughs> yeah. and they don't even know what's going on. They're like, what's happened? What's going on? What's, you know, like, yep. it, and, and of course there are some elements of that that has like, you know, saves the species because it's like, you know, something's being alerted 
And, yeah, if it's like a you know, know some a cheetah is hunting you, <laughs> yeah, if right. you just stand there and wait, be like, I'll, I'll not deal with that cheetah. <laughs> right. Well, that guy spooked out. No big deal. But at the same yeah. time, you think about it. That's why what happens is that everybody ends up getting scared as well. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, um, I, I think we have to be careful of how the news and how um, that information does make it when, you know, you're talking to a bunch of other people that are scared, you get scared too. You know, yeah. that's just, that's what happens. And so um, I do think that there, you know, there's certainly some funny things going around, whether it's social media or news or whatever, like there is some funny stuff, but um, the negative seems to outweigh the positive at this yeah. point, you know, in this. And so I think if, if you are somebody that is, does have, uh, you know, anxiety and depression, if those things don't bother you at all and they don't affect you in any negative way, then we're not talking to you. But I, I think for most people that have some kind of anxiety about this and feel this, just limit the amount of information, the negative information you're consuming. Don't watch the news. Don't, you know, just watch the amount of social media that you're consuming. And so I think that that's yeah. important. For sure. Um, number three is exercise. Now, if you live in an area where you are allowed to go outside, I mean, I was just talking to somebody that's in an area in overseas that they're not even allowed to go outside. It's like they have to have a permission, a note, you know, to, to do anything. And so yeah. they can't go for a walk. Um, but if you are able to go for a walk or a hike or something, go for it. Um, you know, of course, making sure you're doing social distancing and, but do that a couple times a week. If you can make it part of your daily routine, just you know, if going outside though, isn't practical, you're not allowed to, then just get your body moving indoors. Yeah. Um, there's not really a good excuse. I mean, tons of videos that can show you how to exercise. You don't need weights. You don't need anything. I mean, there's all fitness levels from beginner to advanced. Like there's so much information out there, like just simple stretching, um, you know, yoga, if you have weights, great, but you know, do some form of just even walking in place for goodness sake you know like yeah you can do things it, it getting your body moving triggers endorphins and triggering endorphins creates positive feelings in your body and so that's what we want if we suffer from anxiety and depression you want those positive endorphins coming into your body right um you know for me personally like i mean i exercised at my house for many years like when our kids were first born um but as we were right before the, uh, the virus, I was doing yoga classes and going to the gym and doing all that. And so all of that's closed. I've got to, you know, we figure out, and I love to exercise. And so I had to figure out different things to do. And so, yeah. you know, one, one thing I did was, you know, I was doing yoga via video and then put a heater in front of me. And all of a sudden now I've hot yoga. <laughs> <laughs> so, Makeshift hot but, yoga. Yeah. It's, and it's funny because uh, a friend of mine does the same thing and I were, does yoga as well. And he's like, hey, I did the same thing. I put a heater in front of me. You know? <laughs> um, and I, I think it's just, you know, you've got to figure out what works for you, but movement is going to be really, really important. And yeah. I think, you know, not only just, taking care of your body, but also taking care of your mind. And so my fourth suggestion is meditation. Mm. Um, if you've never meditated before, that it's not a big deal. It's very easy to do. You know, for me, I've got a very specific time. I like to meditate. It's after I exercise in the morning, I then find a quiet place. It's, you know, getting up early. It's really, that's the only time I can find a quiet place in the house. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to do that. And I spend maybe five to 10 minutes 
of either a silent meditation or a guided meditation. And if you are just starting out, I would recommend a guided meditation. And you can look for stuff online. There's some apps as well. But even just going on YouTube and typing in guided meditation, um, you know, there's things that you can wake up your day. There's other focuses or intention, whether you want more gratitude, you want more presence, you want more. It doesn't matter. There's so many different topics. And right now, there's a ton of topic. There are tons of things related to the situation we're going through. Right. Um, there's no question in my mind that the meditation has helped me reduce my anxiety, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it helped me prior to the situation that I, I'm a daily, you know, maybe I skip sometimes on weekends, but um, daily meditation, it's just, it's really helping. It's, it's really helped me. And the thing too, is that it takes practice. You know, you're not going to become fit and in shape by working out once, right. <laughs> you know, this is something you've got to do for a while. You're not, it doesn't happen overnight, but if you practice it, you will feel it. You will feel the calmness. You feel, um, sort of changes within your mental state. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that it, it gives us uh, the ability to, you know, reduce our anxiety. Um, the fifth thing, my, one of my favorites, uh, practicing gratitude. And I would say that this is probably the most important tip in this entire podcast. Um, because when this situation started and I, and I had mentioned in the beginning where I was just chaotic, you know, I just was not feeling good. I was feeling the anxiety and the depression. I literally sat down and said, I've got to do my gratitude. This is, this is, that's, that's what I need to do. And, you know, usually when we're going through this type of situation, I mean, we think of like, how will this affect my job? And, you know, it's going to affect my income and my kid's school and all these things. And we really focus our attention about what's being taken away. Mm. And that's, I mean, it's totally normal. I'm not saying, you know, but, we need to switch and begin thinking about what it is that we have, you know, and that's what gratitude does. And if you focus on what you don't have, you're not going to reduce your anxiety and depression. Right. I mean, it's all going to be negative and you're going to think about negative. You're going to think about what you don't have and what you can't do. But when you put gratitude in there, gratitude is being grateful and being happy and um, about where you are and what you have. When you put that in your brain, you will begin to focus on the positive and what you do have. And it's a huge difference. I mean, I was, I was bickering with my wife and kids and I just, I, I was feeling negative all over. And so I just knew from my experience, having done this many, many times where I wanted to get out of the situation I was in, I just knew I, I got to do gratitude. <laughs> like you know, yeah. it comes back. It's a muscle. It's like, you know, I, I've practiced it so much that it was really, I was able to look at my life in a bigger picture and just be like, listen, I'm okay. Like, I, I just can't be upset about this stuff. And, you know, I mean, right. I'm, I'm going to be okay. And mm-hmm. the health of my kids and my family and my wife, we're like, we're going to be okay. And so, you know, we've done other stuff on gratitude and, you know, um, it's been a big part of, of what we've talked about, but I, I just do think you can use gratitude to get yourself back on track. You know, it's, I, I've said it, it's the antidote for depression and yeah. it's just, sometimes it seems a little too good to be true, but it, it is powerful. And, you know, 
these are these are all things that that worked for me. And you know, like I said, if hopefully they can work for for other people, I I do want to say that you know, if you've tried these things or you do try them, and it still doesn't work, you know, you don't feel like you can handle this on your own. It is a little bit more overwhelming. Then I you know, I really feel you should get you know some some additional help. And whether you seek out a professional in your area, there's you know people are doing you know phone consultations or online go into a group setting, get online support. Getting help is really important during this time. And I know that there are people offering help. You know, yeah. if you just, you have to be able to find, you know, or look for it. Um, like I said, support groups are great, you know, even online and there's Facebook groups and men's groups and all kinds of stuff where, where you can get that help. And, and don't wait until things like really settle in and you've got some difficulty that it gets even worse. Like get the help now. So, um, yeah, I just, I hope that that helps. I, I, uh, if people have any questions or comments or, you know, concerns, Alan, what should they do? They should email us podcast at daduniversity.com or hit us up on all of our social media channels with uh, dad university or dad UNIV. Um, also please go to YouTube and listen to some of the, and watch some of the great videos that Jason has put up there. And if nothing else, you need to go to the podcatcher that you're listening to us on now, subscribe and share with your friends and leave a comment and leave a five-star reviews. It's a lot to do, but it really helps perpetuate the show. Awesome. Well, Alan, hope you and your family is healthy and safe. Um, And for everybody else as well, uh, wish the same. So we will see you next time. See you next time.